Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Three is going to go deep. He's got ground. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Well, we're playing through AD, and so everybody's going to have to adjust to that. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry Connick Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio. Wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Hey, how goes it? Welcome into the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Uh, Greetings on this Tuesday from Studio B on Airline Drive. We are at the headquarters of the Saints and Pelicans. My name's Sean Kelly. Glad to be with you today. We're going to talk a little football with the John DeShazer and Joe Horn, and we've got NBA with Joel Myers, the uh, television voice of the Pelicans, will stop by. Good news uh, on that front because uh, Joel uh, and I can certainly discuss the MVP that was awarded to Steph Curry yesterday of the Golden State Warriors, and the second round of the NBA playoffs is heating up. I was highly entertained by that last night and some pretty cool Major League Baseball, too. So all in all, it was a good remote control last night for Monday, and I hope that you uh, were able to partake in some of that. Joe Horn and John DeShazer spoke over the weekend uh, during the uh, NFL draft coverage on NewOrleansSaints.com. Joe, I think it was very excited to be back in the fold uh, with the New Orleans Saints. Uh, welcome back as a Saints legend over the weekend, participating in the Super Bowl with all the fans on Saturday and was kind enough to stop by Studio B and check in with J.D. during uh, those latter rounds of the NFL draft. So we've got a good show for you. I hope that you'll stay with us. We'll start with uh, J.D. and Joe Horn in just a moment, and then Joe Myers will step in and get us up to speed on all that is the NBA playoffs. And uh, I'll probably ask him for a thought or two uh, regarding the end of the Pelican season since we have not formally done so on Black and Blue Report. So stay with us. Pelicans fans, be sure to download the team's official app so you can play our new game, Quest for the Coast, presented by Chevron. Help Pierre the Pelicans save the coast in this infinite flying adventure. Save as many miles of the coast as you can before the water rises. This fun interactive game includes a basketball bonus round and educational facts about the environment provided by the Audubon Nature Institute. Quest for the Coast, presented by Chevron. Available only on the Pelicans app. Download it today. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion. 
because we know we can save you some money. In New Orleans, our irrepressible spirit flows like the river through everything we do, especially when it comes to sports. Following the boys in black and gold or watching the Z's on Airline Highway, New Orleans redefines what it means to be a fan. And this year, we're flocking to the nest to watch our New Orleans Pelicans take flight. The Whitney is a proud supporter of the New Orleans Pelicans, a great team for a great city. Whitney Bank, member FDIC. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to Studio B. I'm Sean Kelly. And again, Joe Horn in just a moment. Uh, it was a good weekend of NFL draft coverage on NewOrleansSaints.com. It was a, a weekend of coverage, uh, live streaming, that allowed us to obviously break down the draft and deliver what we could about the Saints picks, but also certainly a chance to catch up with some folks that we hadn't talked to in a long time, and one of which was Joe Horn, a four-time Pro Bowler, second most receiving yards and second most receptions in Saints history. He joined John DeShazer on Saturday right here from Studio B. Once upon a time in 1996, uh, Joe Horn was the guy who was waiting on the call. Mm -hmm. uh, ended up getting drafted uh, fifth round by Kansas City yep. coming out of Itawamba. <laughs> Itawamba. They, Itawamba. You on your game? College. <clears throat> okay, now how did that process go? Because you don't have a lot of people coming out of two-year school <laughs> jumping to the NFL. How did that process go? Well, this is junior college. Um, after high school, I went down to junior college. Um, South Carolina Gamecocks was, was, were recruiting me, and um, that was their junior college of, that they send most of their guys out of high school um, to. So I went down there, man, and did my thing, played ball, and um, I ended up not going and transferring to another college. I went on to take care of my kids and get a job in the factory, and I took the long road. And um, after that, I went to the Canadian League. And history was uh, made after that. Now, when you do get drafted, yeah, fifth round, uh, what was what was that like for you? Were you sitting around waiting for a call? Mm -hmm. Were you, you know, what were you doing on draft day, and how long and and torture was well, can it, that be? You know, it depends on on where you think you may go. I um, unfortunately for me, I played in the Canadian Football League the first year, so I thought I was going to be back in the Canadian League. Uh, until the Memphis Mag Dogs, who was the head coach by Pe Pepper Rogers, then oh, yeah. uh, it it left the 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 teams in the states left, and and uh, my 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 agent, who's a brilliant agent, Ralph Vitola, he actually got me out of the Canadian League contract from a miscue that they made. So it was a process. So man, I I worked out for some NFL teams back in Fayetteville, North Carolina, at Pembroke University. I had some great workouts, man, but just didn't know I was going to be a first. Knew I wasn't going to be a first, second round mm -hmm. pick but I had great workouts man so I didn't anticipate being a top draft pick I, I actually anticipated being a free agent or just getting a chance I wanted a chance so to, to be drafted man I was in Mississippi working out running on the football field and I got a call from Marty Schottenheimer man it was crazy it was crazy but it was a dream come true I was I was very blessed to even have an opportunity so um, that that was that exciting day that I didn't anticipate when you talk to young guys is that a message that you try to convey to them? Look, take this as an opportunity. Be thankful. Uh, don't be disappointed. What, no matter no matter what round you drafted, or no matter how you get there. Absolutely, because I, I want these kids to know um, you could be a first round pick, top ten first round pick. If you don't have a work ethic when you get to the NFL, sooner or later, after a year or two, after two three years, you start to fade away teams will know that you aren't the player that they thought you were. 
Um, but if you have that attitude as a first-round pick that you want to be great, you want to be the best to ever play the game, and you work that way, then you will be successful. So if you're a fourth-round, fifth-round pick, it doesn't matter. If you have an opportunity to put on a helmet, it's all about you. It's all about you and competing when you get to your destination. And that's what I did. I wanted to make sure uh, if I had an opportunity. didn't matter if I got drafted or not. After a couple of years, those first-round, second-round picks, they were going to know my name. Mm -hmm. And that's the attitude I had. So it's a long road. But you can be successful, obviously, in, in that on that road. Now, this is Saints Hall of Famer Drew Horn joining us here on NewOrleansSaints.com. And uh, four-time Pro Bowler. Uh, talk about your days with the Saints. Five times. They, 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 oh, they cheated time. me from that Five. cell phone incident. You know the Pro Bowl <laughs> pick was that, I mean, the Pro Bowl picks was, was that Monday, and I did that Sunday night. So I, <laughs> I, I kind of figured they weren't going to have me in Hawaii after that. <laughs> but let's, Side let's, note. Yeah, let, let's talk about your Saints career um, because your career really took off when you got here. Mm -hmm. um, talk about opportunities. Mm -hmm. You really came from Kansas City, and I mean, they started throwing you the ball here, mm -hmm. and you and Aaron Brooks had something nice going, right? And right. Uh, and your career just kind of kind of skyrocketed. Well, um, general managers and and <clears throat> and teams do their due diligence, and they they watch players. Um, Randy Mueller was with the Seattle Seahawks, mm -hmm. and uh, Jim Hazlitt he he didn't know too much about me, but Mike McCarthy was in Kansas City when I was a rookie, mm -hmm. so. Um, when I became a free agent, of course, the word got out, Mike McCarthy, we need to get Joe Horn. You guys don't know of him, but I see him in practice every day. I saw him going against Dale Carter, James Hasty, the guys that were, were, were great cornerbacks. So this is a steal, and I'm quite sure he brought that to um, Randy Mueller and Jim Haslett. Well, Randy Mueller saw me in a game where I was a fifth receiver, but I snuck in the game and I caught a touchdown on Sean Springs. <laughs> so he kind of knew the history yeah. with, with, with Mike McCarthy. So they, they got me down here and um, history was made, man. Like I said, I've, I've always had the mindset to be the greatest ever. And that's the way I wanted to be. So coming here, I didn't, I didn't care about what the Saints record were, was at the time. I had other calls from other, t other uh, guys that played with other teams, Rich Gannon in Oakland at the time. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to come to an underdog. I wanted to make a team that everybody talked about I wanted me I wanted to be a part of that and make a transition into a great team mm -hmm. now when you left here you had all the Saints receiving records in hand unfortunately I hate to have to mention that Marcus Colson's got them now great that's <laughs> wonderful man and what, what a wonderful what a wonderful kid to have him yeah, on man but but what do you think about today's receivers uh, I guess as a as a group uh, as a whole uh, you guys had a, a, a really a great core of receivers throughout the league when you were playing. It was difficult to make the Pro Bowl. You know, it <laughs> oh, yeah. was really, really difficult to make the Pro Bowl. Yeah. But what do you think about the receivers who have come along in the NFL now? And and seems like, you know, maybe they're benefiting, obviously, from mm -hmm. some, some rules changes that allowed yeah. them a little bit more freedom. Well, it's not their fault. I mean, they're, they're playing the game. So I respect all the receivers who, 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 has, a, who have, has a hard work ethic. I mean, hey, it is what it is. Um, as far as the the money, as far as the teams that they go to, I applaud all the receivers that's 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 doing doing their doing their thing right now. And um, um, that's my only goal. My, my only goal when I tell other kids, um, receivers, look, come to practice on time, do what you have to do, do your job, and and be the best you can be. The hundred million dollars that you get, that's great. But you like I tell these I tell these guys, you can have a hundred million dollars when you retire. Is it going to say who you really are, who you were when you played the game? Did you play the game and does other guys respect you? And, and, and that's when you mentioned Marcus Colston, Lance Moore, guys like that. They, when they retire out of the game and you mention their name, 
um, people will remember them from their for, for their work ethic and how much they meant to their teammates in the organization. Mm-hmm. And I respect the receivers like that. Have a name so when you get when you finish playing football, they won't mention your name and, and you have a police record from here from from the floor up to the to the door. So that's what I respect about most of the receivers that's, that's, that want to be successful. Now, I could lie to you and tell you Joe came here solely to talk to us here on NewOrleansSaints.com, <laughs> but he's here for the Super Bowl, and he's going to participate in that. He's going to be announcing the Saints pick, uh, the first pick today, uh, which will be in the fifth round, number 148 overall. But okay. uh, just talk about the, the process of, of, or the opportunities. You know, you're a guy who always loved mixing and mingling with the fans, and you'll mm-hmm. have an opportunity to do that again today at the Super Bowl. Right. Well, I'm a, first of all, I'll be I'm, I'm gonna be excited to shake some of the wounded warriors' hands. Um, I'm glad that's a that's a big part of why uh, Mr. Benson, Miss Benson, is, is doing this to give back. Mm-hmm. That's the most important part today. But to talk to the fans, they want to know what's going on. And to be honest, I don't know everything that's going on. <laughs> but it doesn't matter because you have Coach Payton here, who has a staff here that knows what they're doing. And and that's that would be my 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 pitch to the fans. Um, hang on to your seat. Relax, enjoy the crawfish, and uh, let the man tell you how it's going to be. These receivers nowadays, l- let's get back to that for a second. Mm-hmm. Do they have the personalities of the Joe Horns of the world? <laughs> you know, everybody knows about the cell phone. Yeah. And uh, he, that's what he's talking about when he's talking about that Fitz Pro Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. No doubt. I have to always bring that side note up. <laughs> but do they have that kind of personality to go along with the production? Because you see a lot of these guys, mm-hmm. I mean, they'll say, you know, some temperamental things, but mm-hmm. not necessarily put up the numbers to back up that personality that they're kind of putting out there. Yeah, that's what I tell my boys, and they're young. Hey, if you want to talk the talk, you got to walk the walk. You have to have the respect of your peers. You have to have the respect of the other defensive coordinators in the league when you open your mouth. You can't open your mouth if you're not on the football field backing it up. That's just how it is. And then some guys, I, when they, um, my coach Jimmy Ray used to always tell us, you can smell the cologne, but don't get drunk by the fumes. And that's what some of these players do. They make a little money, they score a couple of touchdowns, they go to a Pro Bowl or two, and they think they've made it. And that's not it. You make it when your team wins win the Super Bowl and your, and your off-the-field work follows you through your career and when you retire. You can do great things in the NFL. You can go to 10 Pro Bowls. You can make $150 million. But if you're, if you're, um, if you're not approachable, when you go to events with little kids, when you're at the restaurants and restaurant in the, in the local area, downtown, and, and a kid or a family can't come up and ask for an autograph without you snobbing at them, then you're not, you, you haven't really made it. You haven't really made it. So that's what I, that's what I could say, and that's, that's the advice I can give all the players that, that, that plays in the NFL. Yeah. Well, folks, that's Joe Horn, Saints legend, uh, wide receiver, Saints Hall of Famer, uh, who you. is here joining us here on NewOrleansSaints.com. We appreciate his time. We know he has other responsibilities today, uh, but we really appreciate his time. Almost 19 years ago, 19 years ago, a fifth-round pick out of Itawamba Community College, something that you probably won't see again happen. Nobody goes the JUCO route to Canadian football, makes their way to the NFL. Those things just don't happen nowadays. So, you you. know, congratulations to Joe and uh, everybody watching. It can happen to a player just like Joe Horn. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Great to hear from Joe Horn. I'm sure he's going to be around a lot more here in the coming months and uh, coming years, for that matter, as a uh, Saints legend and as, of course, the Saints alumni really kind of get back up and running under Dan Simmons. Chief uh, has that new role, and uh, I'm sure we are in store for some more great visits in not only the days but the months and weeks to come. 
Stay with us. When we come back, we'll talk some NBA with the television voice of the Pelicans, Joe Myers. In New Orleans, food is more than a passion. It's a tradition. And Zatarans has been part of that tradition for 125 years. From jambalaya and dirty rice to crab boil and more, Zatarans has been jazzing up dinner since before there was jazz. And we're excited about what next season might bring. Jazz it up tonight with Zatarans, proud sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. At Smoothie King, we're so much more than just fruit and a blender. Because each and every Smoothie King smoothie is blended for a purpose. Whether you want to make it one more mile or simply make it through the day, we have a smoothie just for that. Bring us your purpose and we'll blend it. Looking to purify your diet? Hurry in now and try our new nutty super grain vegan smoothie. Made with almond milk, Sun Warrior protein, super grains, and a peanut taste you'll go nutty for. Only at Smoothie King, proud supporter of the New Orleans Pelicans. Smoothies with a purpose. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get texts with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelican Mobile Alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. We're talking NBA playoffs on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the program. Joel Myers has promised here joins us uh, on the uh, podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Uh, Joel, another great night of NBA watching last night, although I, I will I will admit um, the uh, Clippers and Rockets was a little hard to watch early. But uh, look, there are some interesting storylines uh, emerging here, and I know you're on top of all of it as we get into the second round. Yeah, it was interesting to see the Chicago uh, dynamic. Without Kevin Love, uh, they're going to need Kyrie Irving and also LeBron James to combine for, I would say, anywhere from 60 to 70 easy. And I know that sounds outrageous, but they both have to score about 30 a game uh, with the absence of Kevin Love because you look at the other sources offensively for them, Sean, and it doesn't add up. It's kind of a similar situation for the Clippers bench. It doesn't look that good. So their starting five matches up very well with the Rockets starting five, and that's where they won the game last night. Their starting five is so strong compared to the Rockets starting five. Benches are a different story, though. So they could both be long series, and it wouldn't shock me if Chris Paul sat out game two. Yeah, I think I might do that as well now that you've swiped one from their home floor. And Kevin McHale was not too flattering with regard to the way his team played last night. No, I mean, they... How can you have that many turnovers at a playoff game and be that cavalier with the basketball? I mean, at the start of the second half, James Harden in particular, he put one behind his back, and it was, where are you going with that? And and why are you that casual with the basketball in a game of this magnitude, this importance? So uh, I don't blame him at all. And he, They'll be back, but I would not be shocked if Doc Rivers, because got to remember with a hamstring, wouldn't you rather have, if this is going to go deep, wouldn't you rather have Chris Paul, fully sound for a game seven as opposed to just so-so for a game two and subsequently maybe even just so-so the rest of the series. I totally agree with you. Great point there, no doubt. Uh, Joel, is Atlanta in trouble or is it too early to, too early to tell? I think it's kind of a magical season for Washington. They, they got their act together the last four or five games of the regular season. You couldn't tell because Toronto was playing that poorly at the end of the year. So you still had to 
wait to kind of gauge Washington. Washington has the components, but they don't have the seasoning in the backcourt. But Otto Porter grew up so much in that Toronto series where he was on the floor at times with Paul Pierce. And you'd have Paul at a stretch four, and Otto's a natural three, and a very long wing defender, and he can guard multiple positions. So here's a guy from Sykeston, Missouri that you know about. Then you got Bradley Beal stepping up with 28 in that game. And John Wall, who all of a sudden wants to be a dime guy, it's a real healthy time right now for the Washington Wizards. Nobody ever questioned their baseline. And that's where they match up the best, believe it or not, with the Atlanta Hawks. So if everything stays the same, it looks really good for Washington to at least get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Could be very interesting in those Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, Golden State wants to be in the Western Conference Finals. They're off to a good start, and now they have the MVP, obviously, in Steph Curry getting named yesterday, Joel. Uh, I guess that's a two-pronged question there. Number one, I want to ask you about the Golden um, State-Memphis series, but then after that, anxious for your thoughts on Steph Curry being named the MVP. He he got my vote, Uh, easily got my vote. Uh, And I don't penalize a guy for being out, what, 17, 18 games he didn't play in the fourth quarter. That's because of what he did over the first 36 minutes of play to put his team in that position to begin with. Uh, I watched the live press conference. There, there were some sweet moments in there, especially when he was kind of going down the line with his, with his teammates and, and kind of funny stories there. But he got my vote. Uh, then I had uh, behind him James Harden, and Westbrook had a monster last 30 games. I couldn't believe Westbrook's last 30 games. They wouldn't even sniff 40 wins, let alone be close to an eight seed had it not been for Russell Westbrook. And then when you talk about the Golden State Warriors moving ahead, I, Sean, I'd be really surprised if it wasn't a short series with Memphis. And I had Golden State on my Sirius XM NBA radio shows in September going to the NBA Finals to begin with. I, the Clippers aren't deep enough to begin with. If they get past Houston, the Clippers aren't deep enough at all to match up with Golden State. So Golden State should come out of the West as far as I'm concerned and should win the NBA title. I agree with you. Hey, um, you know, it's interesting. We have an MVP conversation, and not once did you or I mention LeBron James. Doesn't that strike you as a little silly? Well, <laughs> yeah, he's still the best player on the planet. We know yeah. that. And, and Durant's still second best. There's no doubt about that. But uh, he missed games. He had that two-week period where it was kind of like he was going to get his body back into where he wanted it to be, and it paid off. Look what they did over the last 40 games of the season. They were phenomenal, and he was the reason. Uh, but still, he took that time off, and, and that's why Westbrook wasn't even a consideration for me because he missed those 17 games as well. Uh, you look right. at what Curry did and what Harden did, and they were there every step of the way for their teams. Does it mean anything that Anthony Davis was in the top five at his ripe young age of 22 in a month? Well, I don't think it means anything when it comes to the MVP vote at all. I think that's insignificant. Uh, the individual accomplishments. What what I think is really important, and I had him there and I voted for him, and you'll see it, and we're all transparent. All our votes are online. Oh, I had yeah. him on first-team All-NBA, and I had him also on first-team All-Defense. And that's because of what he means to the franchise and the way he has changed this franchise and, and the way he can continue to change this franchise by accepting an offer this year, taking, and the Pelicans are going to make him that offer. I don't think there's any question about that. But then it sends a signal that this franchise is going to be not only around and a a factor for a long time to come, but Anthony Davis is going to be here for nine years, and Anthony Davis is going to be able to attract really special talent here. Who doesn't want to play with Anthony Davis? And, and, you know, Monty has said so many times what a treat, what a joy he is to coach, to have a guy that committed, that dedicated to this early of an age and and at this stage of his career. So if Anthony Davis says yes – this July, whatever it is, before we play in late October, 
if he makes that commitment, then he's here for another five years after this, his fourth year. And that sends a signal to everybody else that's going to be available down the road. So that's very, very important, and I hope it all happens because I think it will. Joel, let me uh, piggyback on that. You know, obviously that's storyline number one, but now that you've had time to digest things since uh, last weekend and whatnot, or the weekend prior to this last, uh, what other storylines do you particularly want to keep your eye on with regard to the Pelicans this summer? Well, first of all, there's some decisions by players to be made. Eric Gordon. uh, Then there's also a a really good positional defender and a rebounder and Omer Ashik. If it's not Ashik, and I hope it is Ashik, who is it going to be? And that's 8.3. That's what it was against the cap last year. So there's a lot of decisions to be made. There's a number of free agents, as we both know. Uh, The roster should look different, not dramatically because of the core pieces and really strong core pieces. And and then the bottom line, besides Anthony Davis, who's at the very top of the list, obviously, but Drew Holiday, they have to find a way. They have to get that right. They have to make sure that's not a recurring situation. Drew Holiday is the best true lead guard on this roster. And Drew Holiday has to be healthy for this franchise to take the next step. He is that kind of talent as far as I'm concerned. He's a two-way player, and if Drew Holiday is healthy, you've got Anthony Davis, well, then who's next? Because it really only takes it one more player or two guys to fill that role. And that kind of that role, when I talk about the third component that we saw Kevin Love was this year, mm-hmm. because it was LeBron, Kyrie, and then Love, similar to Miami, you need a third component. And if you're not, then you need two guys that are going to fill that one role. Does it matter which position that's at, Joel, or does it just have to be that that third big piece? Well, it's got to be a guy that's going to be 80 to 81 games a year and is also going to, uh, regardless of the position, there's certain numbers that are required that he does. However he fills up the box and also some intangibles that he brings. But that third guy, when we look at it at the end of the night, Sean, there has to be three guys that are close to 60, close to a certain number of boards, assists. And then also when they're on the floor, most of the time it's in the positive side. It, and I'm not a big plus-minus guy, but I'm talking about at the end of the year that good things happen when they're on their floor. Good point, good point. Television voice of the Pelicans, Joel Myers with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Hey, Joel, one more thing. I know that you probably got several more assignments, if not numerous, uh, with your uh, work on Sirius XM with the NBA channel there. Uh, when can folks catch you again? Because I think they're missing out if they haven't heard you and some of the guests you guys have been having. Uh, later this week. You know, it changes every week, Sean, and I appreciate the comments and the kind words. But uh, later this week, it'll be Thursday all the way, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I know I'm on all weekend. and um, But it changes every week. You know what? Whatever happens, I'll be watching every night. Took in Jazz Fest. There's so many good things happening in the city now. Sean, we went to uh, Wednesday in the Square last Wednesday, and Marsha Ball and this group was playing, and, and the Pelicans logo, you know, covers the stage. It oh, yes. It was really impressive. And there were thousands of people out on a perfect night in the city. So whether it's Wednesday night in the Square, we were at Jazz Fest last weekend, we're good for the local economy because we go to every restaurant we can. <laughs> Uh, this is a really good time to be in New Orleans. This is the perfect time of year. And, man, did the weather ever cooperate. And did and, and New Orleans put on some kind of show this past weekend for Jazz Fest. Sure did. I'm glad you were able to partake. Enjoy the rest of this uh, great month. I hope that we get this uh, this 75 to 80 pattern the rest of the way for you, Joel. <laughs> yeah, you said it. <laughs> Thanks for having me once again. You bet. Joel Myers with us, television voice of the Pelicans on Fox Sports New Orleans. Take a break. We'll be right back.
Last year, over 400,000 people from 90 countries and all 50 states came to Auctioner to find the critical care they needed. People who could have gone anywhere made Auctioner their destination for a level of expertise, clinical research, and treatment options they couldn't find anywhere else. Auctioner and our affiliated physicians are renowned for leading-edge cardiovascular care, cancer care, pediatric care, innovative treatment of neurological disorders, and more. Our outstanding transplant program has resulted in Auctioner leading the nation in successful liver transplants for years. And today, Auctioner is partnering with physicians and strong community hospitals throughout the Gulf South to bring access to the highest quality of care closer to home. Find the care you need today. Call 866-AUCTIONER for a same-day appointment. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind. Taking a break from Mayor Landrew's pothole repair crew. Once again, here's Sean Kelly. Hey, thanks again to John DeShazer and Joe Horn today. Joe Myers as well for joining us on the Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Working on a show for tomorrow, and it includes at the moment uh, another Saints alumni. That's Heath Evans, and uh, he'll help us uh, break down the NFL draft that uh, transpired over the weekend, obviously from a Saints angle, but from an overall angle in the NFL as well. We'll hope that you'll join us sometime after noon central here on the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. That'll do it for us on this Tuesday. Hope you have a great rest of your day. You can always get a hold of us uh, via Twitter by uh, hitting us up at, at Black Blue Report, or you can do so with me at Sean Kelly Live. Got a, a recommendation for a guest or a question you'd like answered? That's probably the best way to get a hold of us here on the Black and Blue Report. I'm Sean Kelly, and until tomorrow, here on NewOrleansSaints.com, Pelicans.com, and both teams' mobile apps, so long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report. We'll be right back.